Chapter 1. Foundation Stones Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures, and said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer, and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Luke 24, verses 45-47 Salvation came to humanity in a particular place, and it went out to the world from that place, Jerusalem. Christianity from the beginning was not a theory to be found in books or a myth that yielded a moral. It had a street address. The foundations of biblical religion could be located in particular events, in particular places, in actions perpetrated by real people and recorded by eyewitnesses. For Christians, said the historian Herbert Butterfield, religious thought is inextricably involved in historical thought. Christianity presents us with religious doctrines which are at the same time historical events or historical interpretations. Many religions of the ancient world promised salvation, but they couched it in allegories, myths that were patently fictitious but designed to engage the imagination, the mind, or the physical senses. Some of these religions were new on the scene, but they projected their origins on a distant past, lost to memory. Only Christianity and the Israelite religion from which it came dared to present salvation in a way that was quite recent and historically verifiable. At the end of the first century, the Roman emperor Domitian, anxious about potential rivals, summoned the remaining relatives of Jesus, whose followers called him King of Kings. They were easily rounded up and interrogated, but Domitian found them laughably working class, with calluses on their hands, and without much money or land to show for their labours. So he let them go. Christianity could be called up and examined. Its origins could be visited and investigated. One of the early pagan critics of the church, a philosopher named Celsus, derided Christian claims, not because they were historically unsound, but because he could not imagine a god mucking about in a second-rate city like Jerusalem. It was high comedy to imagine a god born of a common woman who sewed her own clothing, a god who then called slaves, women, and children to be his followers. Celsus's response was typical. The Roman historians registered the rise of Christianity only in passing, and they dismissed it as insignificant. If Christians had simply wanted to make an impression in the Greco-Roman world, they would have chosen terms other than those presented in the Gospels. But they could not recast the Gospel as a theory or a myth. Christianity was then, as it is today, accountable to history, and the earliest records testify to the lives and works of a carpenter-turned-rabbi, his fishermen disciples, and certain events that occurred during a Jewish holiday in a remote provincial capital. The Israelites had always made extravagant claims about Jerusalem. It was the national capital established by King David, whose reign began a thousand years before the birth of Jesus. David's heir, Solomon, built an imposing temple in Jerusalem. An architectural marvel it was, according to the Israelites, the only place on earth where sacrifice could be offered to their God, 
who was, they claimed, the only true God. David's royal house ruled from Jerusalem for centuries, but its golden age was very brief, lasting only through the reign of King Solomon. In the next generation, Israel's northern tribes seceded and established their own kingdom. Divided, the nation was weakened and subject to frequent attacks by the armies of neighboring countries. In time, the north would fall to Assyrian invaders, 722 BC, and the southern kingdom would be devastated and its inhabitants taken in captivity to Babylon, 586 BC. Even then, however, when Jerusalem lay in rubble, the exiled Israelites still awaited the day when a descendant of David would reign in the city over the reunited tribes of Israel. That royal son of David would be appointed by God and anointed for his historic role. He would rebuild the temple and restore proper worship to the world, and he would rule not only Israel, but all the nations.